MMAEvolutionary.org podcast coming your way, episode 594. Today we're talking about a 2024 update, Halo Testing Revisited. And Halo Testing, look, it's one of those steroids that, you know, a lot of people, they look at this stuff on paper and they're like, wow, this stuff is strong. You know, so on paper, it's insane when it comes to its androgenic and anabolic uh, ratios Um, on paper, 20 times more anabolic than testosterone and 10 times more androgenic than straight testosterone. So that's crazy. In real life, do those ratios make any sense? No. Uh, Mobster and I have both used Halo before. Are you going to yep. get 20 times the results or 10 times the results as testosterone? <laughs> no. no, you're <laughs> no. not. That's just not no. possible. If such a thing was possible, everybody would be just using Halo all the time. Yeah. But in reality, yeah. you know, it's just not the way these things work. So uh, it's one of those examples where a crazy chemist in a lab decided to come up with something that on paper had a certain ratio, but then when they put it to the test and people actually started trying it out and using it, that wasn't the case. So this is a perfect example of it. So Halo Test it's got an interesting history. It was first released in late 1950s by Upjohn, and the trade name for it was Halo Testin. Seba Pharma came in. They would release the hormone on, under the Altandrin name. And then Halo Testin remained the most recognizable brand name. So, you know, today, you know, guys like Mobster and I, who've been around the block, we just call it Halo, you know. And yeah. people, if you go into the gym and you're talking steroids with people and you just mention Halo, people will know exactly what you're talking about if they have any experience. But if you say, oh, I'm using Alton Dren, <laughs> no one's going to know what the hell you're talking about. So um, that's how that's basically how it works when it comes to these uh, steroids. So look at the end. Uh, at the end of the day, medical uh, purposes for Halo was the therapeutic benefits, and it was used obviously like other steroids that were first designed in the medical industry for muscle wasting mainly, androgen deficiencies in men, lean tissue repair, malnutrition, and healing bone fractures. Now, obviously, as a bodybuilder, you know we we lift a lot of weights. We get our body scanned. A lot of times they'll say, wow, you have really good bone structures, but they won't say, you know, you've got your tissues and your ligaments in good shape. So Halo Testin, one of the things they use it for, even though it was used for lean tissue repair, as a bodybuilder, it's just not going to happen. Um, you can't take Halo Testin and repair tissues. If that was the case, they'd be giving pro athletes this. But if you're an old lady, and you're suffering, or an old man, and you're suffering from muscle wasting back in those days, they would give you these hormones because that's that's the, that was the state of the medical industry back then. They didn't have the drugs that they have today. They didn't have the the, the nutritional knowledge that we have today to help um, older people with this stuff. So that's what would happen. So once they started developing the drugs that didn't come with crazy side effects, Obviously, drugs like Halo became obsolete and they were no longer given to people for these types of purposes. So, so now what we see, Halo is used in bodybuilding, especially in powerlifting. So yeah, uh, I'm going to let Momster in to talk a little bit more about that. Go ahead. Yeah. So in the pre-show with Steve, I was talking about, and I've actually described this kind of thought process 
on the forums where when we've talked about trend, for example, Steve, you say, oh, trend does this, trend does that, trend does the other, but myself included, on the brief run that I've used trend as a part of a stack that I was doing, I felt toxic. And Halo is kind of like that. Does it work for what we're going to talk about today? Absolutely. Does it blow you the fuck up? No. Can you feel like shit? God, yes. This is our, this is kind of almost, to be perfectly honest, especially when it comes to powerlifting, you almost want that effect. You want that kind of, oh, I don't like how I feel. Get under the bar, smash the granny out of your PRs and your PBs and, and, and records in, in competition. But in terms, it's not a feel-good drug by any stretch of the imagination. So here's the thing, right? And we talk about all kinds of stories. And what Steve said about the uh, on-paper part is especially true. Most really potent steroids have specific effects. And in this particular case, I'm going to say more the aggression and power than muscle tissue have the greatest amount of side effects. They're the ones you want to run the least, the ones you want to run for the shortest periods of time. Halo is kind of like that. Uh, so, for example, and I'm thinking specifically of powerlifting. When I first became interested in in uh, the, the iron game in general, physical culture, weightlifting, bodybuilding, powerlifting, and so on and so forth, and then later on became aware of the steroid aspect of it, which was kind of more or less straight away, but only in a small way, and obviously I've grown into that side of things in terms of the information and the history and so on and so forth. The, the reputation that Halo had, in the powerlifting side of our sport and in the production of just out and out how much fucking weight you're going to lift was tied into, and you can find these videos from the late 70s and early 80s, Steve, you've got guys squatting and they are headbutting the bar. And the knurling is like giving them a nasty, some of them are getting nosebleeds and cuts on their forehead and then they get under the bar and they're pulling it, and it's like a thousand fucking pounds and they're yanking this fucker backwards and forwards on the stands and then they're put, locking it into position taking those two steps back IPF style and going up and down with a grand on their back. And you're like, yeah, man, come on. That's the shit I want. I want that fucking, that level of aggression. That, in my mind, Steve, especially for at least the strength side of the sport, is where Halo fucking shines. It's one of two drugs. Uh, the other one would be, his nickname is Check Drops. Uh, don't ask me to pronounce the science name uh, off the top of my head. Two drugs that are going to get you that kind of, I want to kick some fucking ass in a controlled environment. You're not smashing the granny out of the spotters and kicking the judges in the throat. No, but you are aggressive where required, underneath the bar. It's going to make you want to move more weight from A to B. It's going to make you want to yank that thing on the frame and get underneath. And Halo, for me, is that steroid, one of two steroids that do that. In terms of out and out muscle, forget it. Honestly, Steve, I think the, the and I talk about this with other steroids, when you look at the medical reason, the 99% of steroids were created for, and that's what they were all created for, bar one or two. They were created to treat medical conditions, and Halo, for me, is a drug that enables you to hold on to muscle tissue. So from the bodybuilding perspective, instead of, that's a little bit more aggression for the bodybuilder, but they'll be typically running other steroids as well, same as some of the powerlifters. Uh, funny enough, ironically, the powerlifters were using the crazy judges just to see what would happen, hence the nosebleeds and the headbutting and stuff. It's about, in a competition stack for me, from a bodybuilding perspective, holding on to my hard-gained, hard-earned muscle tissue while stripping away body fat. So it's not necessarily a steroid that's going to affect, I would say it's not at all really, certainly not in my experience, one that's going to put pounds of muscle on for me. But if I was on a cut and I was going to try a different aspect and I wanted to maintain the level of strength that I've got, which is mostly my thing, that's what I train for, 
then this would be a great drug in that particular regards. I think the only thing was for me, and it's again a personal experience, guys, we know how this works. And when we talk to the listeners, we, we are talking to the majority of listeners. So for the majority of you, holding on to the mean, lean muscle tissue and increased aggression. I didn't get that. I didn't notice anything in terms of lean muscle tissue. So maybe it was holding on to tissue, just that the scale didn't change. But I certainly also didn't notice for me the more aggression that I was expecting from Halo Tesla. I have used check drops. And again, only on the day of a competition scene. And that definitely had an effect on my aggression. I've talked about a video that may exist somewhere on someone's phone of me running up and down like a fucking lunatic, effing and C-U-N-T and everybody there for a minute or two after making a PB. I think I've got a British record. I'm ready to kick some ass and then calm the fuck down because I realised I was being a bit of a dick. But that's precisely why I was using it. I wanted that edge. And I thought Halo was going to give me some of that flavour, and it didn't. But that was for me. I might be at that particular point in my life, uh, still at elite levels on certain things. I'm certainly, in terms of my HD and Masters, for the numbers that I'm lifting, I would win actual records as a 50-plus athlete. So I'm right up there. So I was maybe I was expecting to get an edge that I've already fucking got. Now, if you're on your way up, if you're still progressing to the point where I am in terms of my strength, you might get something out of this. So certainly in that particular, because like I say, with any steroid, and in, I, I talk about this on show, Steve, and I say do your own research to double-check what we're saying. Nine times out of ten, you should look at what the steroids created for. I'm going to touch on what Steve said earlier on because I thought it was kind of important. If you are bed-bound with a third-degree, fourth-degree burn, whatever it is, Steve, if you've got some terrible medical condition that untreated, with you laying in bed, hospitalised, feeling goddamn poorly, Steve, the muscle falls off you so, so quick. Any of us that have been bed-bound or had medical things can tell you how quickly muscle can fall away, how strength can fall away. And equally, with muscle memory, how quickly we can gain it back. Now, we're talking about people with burns, cancer, breast cancer in the case of women, uh, uh, other drugs that was required, cortical steroids, cortisone, and other steroids and medication that's given to people to treat a medical condition. And some of these can have a terrible effect on your muscle tissue, muscle, especially when you're bed-bound and you, you're feeling very frail. And in this case, halo testing was one of those drugs. As Steve, others came along which were better at doing the same job. And it was specifically designed to keep you as full, so to speak, as muscular as it possible. In other words, you weren't going to lose 15, 20 pounds in two or three weeks. You were going to try and keep some muscle tissue. And the reason for that is twofold. A, it speeds up your recovery after the medical condition has been treated. And B, it actually enables you to fight the medical condition that you've been treated for because you are maintaining some semblance with steroids, in this case, halo of health. So that's what it's about there, Steve. People mm -hmm. don't understand, and you don't want to. I don't want any listeners of ours to have to go through that to find out the hard way. So it's super, super important to look at why it was created. And what you're looking at there when you think about it is that none of these people in bed, in hospital, with these medical conditions are becoming more muscular and stronger. They are just trying to maintain some level of strength and muscle tissue that they had when they got there or before the medical condition. So Halo does that. But in terms of... Uh, the toxic slash aggression, the, the, the way the toxicity can make you feel aggressive and make you want to kick ass, but specifically in the gym, Halo is for a lot of people, and especially powerlifters, an absolutely amazing steroid in that regard, Steve. So let's talk about the structure a little bit. So that's going to kind of explain why they structured it this way. So first off, as you mentioned, Mobster, it's, it is liver toxic. So it's got that added methyl group at the 17 carbon position. 
that allows you to take it orally and not have it get destroyed. But it does also make it very toxic to the liver. So you want to make sure when you use this stuff, you're using your liver support supplements along with it. Another thing that it does, an added flora group at carbon 9 and 3 and a hydroxyl group at carbon 11. And this will modify it from the testosterone molecule because it is a testosterone derivative. Now, as a testosterone derivative, you would think, well, it probably aromatizes. In this case, it does not. Because of those modifications, they made it so it will not aromatize. So if you take Halo, you don't have to worry about using any type of anti-estrogen or any type of aromatized inhibitor. So that that that's that. Um, it also, those structural changes are what increases its androgenic nature. So in that situation, as Mobster mentioned, you can expect strength and quick strength when you're on it, if you react really good to it. So that's that's basically what they came up with. Another thing that you're going to notice on it is red blood cell count goes up very rapidly on it. So this is going to give you, when you're training, it's going to give you more, uh, more power to your training, more ability to your training. Overall, though, because it does it, when you're using this stuff at PED dosages, it can have a negative effect when it comes to your energy, when it comes to all this stuff. Basically, it's making your blood thicker by doing this very, very rapidly, especially when you're using it at PED dosages. So you really want to be careful and watch out for the side effects, these androgenic side effects like high blood pressure, insomnia, cholesterol levels being out of whack, all that stuff. You're going to get a big boost in hematocrit, hemoglobin levels. And so I recommend if you're going to use Halo, just like any androgenic compound, really before any anabolic steroid, but especially with Halo and Tran and these types of very harsh steroids that you donate blood. And a lot of people say, well, well, Steve, it doesn't really do that much of a difference if you donate blood, but it may, it does make somewhat a difference. And it's also helping the people in your community. So this is a great reason why you should be donating blood before every cycle. And it's also going to help you take the, the edge off those red blood cell counts so it's really, really smart to do that. Look, and I've gotten blood work done on cycle, from mild cycles to harsh cycles. And I can tell you there is definitely an effect on cholesterol when you're using these anabolic steroids. Um, so you definitely want to keep keep an eye on that and get your, get, get your edge off the red blood cell count. <clears throat> One more thing I want to mention, Mobster, before you bring you in, is the strong fat loss effects. And we've seen guys run Halo who have been powerlifters, who are trying to make weight, okay? And Halo is a great option because unlike some of these other oral steroids like Dynable, for example, you're not going to get a big increase in body weight. So this is great for those who are powerlifters or trying to make weight. When I used to compete, yeah. I used to have to make weight. I'd be two, three pounds above where I needed to be for comp my contest. So I basically fast the day of my competition, weigh in, then I would get some quick carbs in my system. And that's how I would make weight. So Halo is a great option for those of you who have to make weight. It's not going to increase your estrogen effects. And there are some fat loss effects um, that it can help you with. So if you're a power lifter, 
and you're trying to make weight or if you're just a guy who wants to get stronger and want to cut at the same time, Halo could be something to try. Although the side effects are really, really intense for um, for some of the results with some people. Go ahead, Mobster. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking, Steve, of uh, competing bodybuilders again and something that we, re we refer to an article when we do this show, so we have a point of reference. Um, and, and the comment that's made in the article is thus. This is about competition diets and competition training. And I've been there in terms of my strength stuff, and I can tell you just from my own experience, it's fucking brutal. Absolutely brutal. I deliberately overtrained. If I didn't feel like a beaten up old man towards the end of a training cycle, I wasn't training my ass self. And I needed to have in my mind, Steve, that I was training harder than the next motherfucker. So rest, rest and recover, come back, feel fresh, and then on the day, strong as fuck. Now, from a competition bodybuilding perspective in terms of dieting and training, there's an element there, Steve, especially when it comes with a combination. I wasn't dieting. I didn't have to make weight. I didn't have to work, work my way, as Steve refers to and suggests us now, a category, 105, 110 kilos. I'm a super heavy, so I don't need to make weight. In fact, the only reason for me doing so is if someone else is a similar body weight and I lift one pound more or I'm slightly less than them and I lift the same, then, there's, then I have an advantage. But for the most part, I'm too goddamn heavy. So this, let's be true, right? Anybody that's ever competed at the highest level of bodybuilding, amateur or professional, will tell you that when you're on sub 1,000 calories a day and you're training your ass off and you're so lean that you are feeling the, the, how cold it is, even if it's a nice day and you're having to stay wrapped up and you're having to do all the rest of recovery possible, it's brutal. And where Halo shines in this particular regards as part of an overall stack, it's never going to be a foundational steroid, is, as I said to you with the medical aspect, holding on to that hard-earned muscle tissue that you want to keep while you strip away the body fat. And here's the thing again, right? Uh, and Dorian Yates and others have talked about this. The truly cut, truly lean, you see this person, I think, in Ronnie Coleman and Dorian at certain times in their Olympia careers, perhaps more than others in recent years, Steve, um, where Dorian describes the skin on his feet being so thin that it was uncomfortable to walk around them. When, when, when Ronnie transformed from the 250 to 280 to 298 pounds and looked like he'd come from another planet, that level is not a nice place to be physically. You're taking PEDs. You are dieted the fuck. You are lifting, in the case of Ronnie Coleman, 800 pounds deadlifts and 800 pounds squats and 550, 600-pound benches. And you're tearing shit up like Dorian was. And, and you're cold and your feet are fucking so lacking in fact it's uncomfortable to walk around in. It is not a nice place to be. So in this particular case, Halo's role is for you to keep the muscle tissue that wants to fall away. You are training to the oomph degree, trying to strip away the last nuance, bring out the, the marbling and granite-like effects on your muscles that makes you look like some sort of lab-created monster. That is not a healthy, comfortable place. And Halo because of the medical aspect, is going, whatever you do, motherfucker, we're going to keep as much muscle tissue on the bone as we possibly... You're not going to like it. You're not going to feel like it's nice. But you will look in the mirror and, fingers crossed, on stage like something else at the top, top level. Now, as per the article and as per these shows, the reality of the situation is, Steve, that for the majority of listeners, and I'm going to include myself and you for that matter, Steve, we're never 
going to get to that particular place. But what we can do is take certain aspects from those athletes who have been there and learn them and apply them. Let's talk about, and I'll throw this back on your, your, your side, Steve, the cycling and the dosing side. Okay, so there's certain anabolic steroids out there that I recommend you use by itself, especially if it's your first time using it. And Halo is definitely one of them. There's really no reason to stack anything with Halo. Maybe, maybe a TRT dosage of testosterone. So in that situation, you would, you would, um, you know, if you were on TRT, that's fine. You can, um, you can use some Halo with TRT. Okay, but anything more, I don't agree with it. And you're just basically going to make things hard on yourself. So with Halo, using it by itself, the average dose is 20 milligrams. This is the average male dose for PED purposes. Some guys will go 30, some guys will go 40. But you get a rapid, the laws of diminishing returns get go rapidly. Because if you run more than 40 milligrams of this stuff, the side effects... And the effects of turning your blood into motor oil has a negative consequence when it comes to this stuff. So really, it's not designed. So I would start with 10 milligrams of Mops or maybe 15 milligrams of, of Halo. That's all you yeah. need. Yeah. And go for four weeks and see what kind of effects you get. Optimally on that, the effects that you get is you're going to get an increase in strength. You're going to get some fat loss assuming you're not eating trash and you're going to get good lean muscle mass from that. And that's pretty much it. I mean, that's, that's pretty much the effects you're going to get. So it's a really good one. If you got a competition coming up, you're looking to get a little stronger. You're looking to do this or do, do that. I drink a ton of water on it as well. I would, I would yes. double my water intake on this stuff as well. Very, very important. And then one more note before you bring you in mobster for your opinion, but I would uh, make sure when you're using, using your liver support, it's very, very important with these types of steroids that you dose your liver either two or three hours before or two, three hours after. So it doesn't interfere with the steroid itself. Go ahead, Mobster. Yeah, a couple of thoughts here, Stephen. You've just touched on one. If I was uh, using this, uh, typically when we talk about a liver support and one particular product that we refer to in other shows, listeners, I would up that dosage a little bit. So, for example, the particular product in question would be seven capsules a day. I would take this to nine. If I was running this specifically for strength slash powerlifting competition, I would run it towards the higher dosages, as Steve's talked about, so perhaps 30, 40, maybe even 50 milligrams, but I would keep the cycle short. There are two or three steroids, and again, check drops and halo testing the right out there, that when you run them at the kind of crazy fucked up, I'm going to kick your ass, break a world record, squat a grand level pretty much all the articles that i saw back in the day steve had you running these for two to four weeks it was not a steroid that i wanted to run aggressively for that length of time that i might for example debo i've argued as you know with other gurus friends of ours when they talk about oral steroids four weeks and i said no no no, no. six weeks eight weeks is fine I do that all the time don't have so many people do it's the bias that we all have when we talk about these shows that makes us change our mind as we get older and what we want out of the sport. And a particular person in question doesn't need to be a 300-pound strength monster anymore. And there's other options, so they say, listen, we'll do something different. I disagree. However, in the case of Halo testing, I agree a great deal. I would run it for 
maybe four weeks as part of a competition stack as a bodybuilder, maybe four weeks if I was a person that competed in a weight class in terms of retaining muscle tissue and making weight, like Steve said, in terms of the aggressive side of things, the toxicity that I almost want, that sense of edginess, uh, Steve, two to four weeks at a maximum. I'd probably run it for less towards the end of my preparation for a strength competition and bring it in so that on the day I went ass-kicking mode. Something else I want to touch upon, Steve, and it refers to the whole void rage, steroid aggressive side of things. Listen, if you're low T kind of person and I put you on TRT, you can feel like a new man. But really what you're really doing is getting back to how you used to be, right? Now in terms of, and this is something actually referred to in the article, if you are a dickhead and you're not on steroids and you become more of a dickhead if you're on steroids, there is no actual scientific basis per se that's ever been upheld in the court of law that to the best of my knowledge, Steve, ever, that's actually found a specific medical condition such as roid rage. Great in the media, but it's never been used as a, as a proper excuse or get out clause, if you like, a defence in court. However, we we know full well, because just of our own personal experiences, we do these shows, how certain steroids make us feel. Halo testing, run at the higher dosages for short periods of time, will give the majority of listeners who do it that way a kind of edgy sense of something almost bordering on not feeling quite right slash toxic sense. Now, in terms of competition for strength, not for bodybuilding, but to a lesser degree bodybuilding, that ability to kick ass in the gym or in terms of strength on the weightlifting platform is what you're looking for. So for me, Steve, and again, I'm a super heavy, so it doesn't really count for me. If I was a 105, 231-pound athlete and I was a few pounds over, like Steve said, and I needed to make weight, and at the same time to perform at my absolute best as I possibly could within that weight, then Halo for me would be something that I'd run towards a higher dosages for short periods of time. Lower dosages take it out to four weeks. This would the same thing applies would be, for example, high dose trend, high dose check drops, for example. I've seen Halo and check drops from gurus when they said two weeks, high dosage, two weeks. Get that edgy, kick ass feeling great. Same thing again for the contest prep bodybuilder that wants to maintain the level of muscle tissue, wants to keep up the level of intensity in the gym, stay in that absolutely amazing shape look ready for the day of the show. But again, because they're running it as part of an overall stack and they're doing other things and obviously they're dieting their asses off, et cetera, et cetera. The, the lower dosages that Steve talks about, the slightly longer periods of time, again, four weeks. I can't see me ever thinking in any sort of perspective that I've had with any experience and any of the stuff that I've looked at in regards to Halo, Steve, for long periods of time. I can't see me, and I'm quite okay with this with other rules, talking about six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 12 weeks. Forget it. No. There are other options. There are other things I can do. I'm just looking for me, in my particular case here, Steve, a competitive edge on the day of a strength competition with a strongman, powerlifting, weightlifting, Olympic lifting, whatever. Anything that requires peak levels of strength for an eight-hour competition, give me give me what you got. And Halo, for a lot of readers and athletes, sorry, back in the day was the drug. There are other things. And there are other stuff to do, but of course we're talking about specifically how you're testing today. Anything else, Steve, before we finish? Yeah, try it out. Give it a shot. Start with 10 or 15 milligrams a day. See how you like it. Plan to run it four or five weeks tops. Make sure you're running your liver support and run it solo and see how you react to it. You may love the stuff. You may hate the stuff. 
It just depends, but experiment with it. I've used it a couple times. Mobster has used it. You know, it's Mobster, worth a yeah. shot. It's not my fate. It's not something I would use again. Um, no. And I'm, I don't think it's something Mobster would use again. But for no. some of you, you're going to love it. You're going to love the effects it has on it, especially if you're a competitive powerlifter trying to make weight. I think that would be the best thing. Also, wrestlers. Uh, I think if you're a wrestler trying to make fighters, the fighters even yeah, boxers fighters, and MMA, yeah. yeah, fighters. Um, it may though uh, take a take you know kind of hurt you when it comes to endurance. That's the only thing why a fighter might not want to use it. But you could also you could try five milligrams a day in that in that case and see if it helps you more than hurts you. So it's all if about testing. If you're tested athlete, forget it, guys. It's it's going to be definitely one that's very easy to test for. Uh, certainly because, again, there are other options you can do. But, yeah, I agree with everything Steve just said. Um, for me, and I'm, I'll just use myself as a thing again, I've described, without being too uh, egocentric, Steve, that in certain ways, even now, I'm, I'm an elite strength athlete for my age, and I have been to and I still have world records. So when I'm looking for something that's going to take me to the oomph degree, I think I'm kind of there, and I've certainly been there. So if I was on my way up, Steve, if I was still progressing towards a peak level of strength for my age, for my weight, for whatever else, Halo for me would still, I think, have a role to play. And certainly, again, for the majority of listeners who are not breaking world records, who are not out there squatting a ground or whatever, this definitely got something that work, you should have a look at and see if it works for you. I think when I came to it, I'd actually kind of passed that point, world record level, peak level of strength in certain particular regards. And so I was looking for something. I want, I want to, it's going to go turbo. I want to go kick ass. I want to go red line. I want to see what, and I'd already been there, Steve. I'd already done that. So it didn't have that, didn't lift me up to a new place, a new level, because I was already at that place. I couldn't get much further than I'd already gone. That's only going to happen on a couple of lifts now. So I was expecting perhaps more than it was going to give me. But for you listeners that are still progressing, that have still got another 10 or 15 years to kick ass in the gym, take names. Go out there, get on the platform, get in the ring, get in the dojo, do whatever the fuck it is, and take yourself to county and national and international standards, whether that's bodybuilding, weightlifting, strength, fight sports, whatever. There might be something for you in Halo testing. Again, when we talked about this on other shows, especially with the more harsher slash more toxic steroids, low dose, solo, just to see how you get on. I mean, again, Steve, something like this. If I don't like, if it makes me feel like shit and, and, and I'm so bad that I'm not kicking ass in the gym, then I don't want to know. I, I forget it. It didn't work for me. But if it makes me go out there and take names and puts me onto the, 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 the stand with the first, the second, and the third guys, and I'm kicking ass and taking medals, I absolutely want to know. Listen, listeners, as always in this particular regards, we want you to do the absolute goddamn best that you can possibly be the leanest, the most muscular, the strongest, the person that's out there kicking ass and taking names. We want you to come back and give us the feedback and say, the show motivated me, it juiced me up, it made me want to go out there and be my absolute goddamn best. Come on the forums, give us your comments, give us your thoughts. Let us know about your experience with Halo testing, good, bad, the ugly. Tell us what you think. Please note, we are not doctors and opinions are ours. It is our view based on our experience and views on the topic, a podcast for informational purposes and entertainment only, the freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.